Take one. Hey guys, I'm back, I'm finally back from a little hiatus I had. Um, basically, yeah, I went on hiatus, I've been really tired, uh, really jet lagged from all the travelling I've done recently. I'm done for just now, um, but no doubt I'll be back again soon, uh, doing more travelling, which is what I do best. But yeah, um, I feel like the break's been the break was needed. Let's just say that um, I've been able to, you know, work on more things. I've had a few interviews done in the, you know, in in that time. Um, some amazing ones to come, and I'm really looking forward to what else I've got to offer you guys for season one of Take One. So, yeah, uh, welcome to episode six of Take One uh, with me, Cara, and thank you. Can I just say thank you for being so patient? Um, because I know it's. It's been about a month um, since my last episode, or almost a month, um, and that is, is a long time to wait. It is a long time to wait, especially if it's a weekly episode. So thanks again for that, guys. It really means a lot to me, and thank you for your support, because it's just as good as ever. I couldn't thank you all enough um, for you know, consistently tuning in every week and listening to these episodes. I really hope you've been enjoying them so far. So for this week's episode, I had the privilege of speaking to... Rick Cosnett. Uh, if you don't know Rick already, he's best known for... He's done a lot on the CW network, uh, which is an American network, if you're not aware of it. American TV network. He's done a lot of uh, TV work on shows such as The Vampire Diaries, which most of you will know. If you don't, then I'm concerned. Let's just say that. But yeah, The Vampire Diaries, uh, The Flash, which is the spin-off of the even bigger hit show Arrow, uh, with superheroes. And he was also on Quantico. Um, which wasn't on the CW, as far as I know, but it was a TV show, an American TV show, which he was also on, um, and he's been in various films as well. So yeah, it was great speaking to Rick, I've actually had the privilege of meeting him, um, it was great, he's a really funny guy, he's got a great sense of humour, he's got amazing stories to tell, and yeah, um, it was a really, really great interview, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Because I know you've been waiting so long and, yeah, I thought, why not bring you this? So, yeah, um, episode six, I, this season will have a total of ten episodes, so there's still a few left to go for this season. And then it'll be a big revamp for season two, which I'm really looking forward to changing a few things up as well. But, yeah, let's just get on with episode six. Um, just before I go ahead with the interview... Uh, for any updates, if you want to follow me on social media, I've got Instagram and I also have a Facebook page as well. So my Facebook is just take one. If you type that in, you'll find it right away. And Instagram, the username is take one KC. So yeah, if you want to keep updated with the podcast and the episodes and my upcoming projects with it, uh, hit me up with a follow or like on either of those. That would be great and much appreciated. Thank you again. So yeah, without further ado guys, um, just want to get on with the episode. So this is episode 6 with Rick Cosnett and I hope you all enjoy. Hi Rick, welcome to Take One. Thank you for appearing on the show. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me Cara. I'm very, very well coming to you live from Vancouver today. Oh perfect, I'd love to visit Vancouver actually. I've got a fascination with Canada so... <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Fun. It's a um, place. Yeah, um, heard good things. So... Just want to ask you some questions really about your career, just about acting in general. Um, so the first one is just the, the classic, uh, what made you want to become an actor? I always wanted to be an actor, 
um, when I grew, I grew up in Zimbabwe on a, a tobacco oh. farm. Um, and uh, for some reason, you know, I just had it in inside me. My first performance um, <laughs> that I can remember it was when I was three. I, I did Mrs. Tiggy Winkle for my <laughs> entire family with a shower cap <laughs> uh, and iron and, and various things that I was pinning up on lines. Uh, according to my aunt, I can't remember it that well. Um, and so that should tell you everything about me, really. We could just stop the podcast right here. Um, Episode uh, done. My, yeah, exactly. My, my parents used to do amateur uh, musical musicals and, and things at the local theatre, actually. And I um, was just completely mesmerised. And, um, you know, and then when I, I knew it was a job, I think probably when I was about 10, I realised it was an actual job you could do. Um, but it was for me... Yeah, just something that I that I um, I could never have done anything else. I I, I had a very 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 strong um, <laughs> calling towards it. So um, yeah, I guess I I had to have having you know it, uh, we had. I remember we auditioned had auditions for I Dreamed of Africa, which was a Kim Basinger film that didn't really go anywhere. In the nineties, <laughs> they came around to our, my boarding school and. Um, I got through to like the final round at our school or whatever and used to go into the chapel and pray every day that I, I would get it. <laughs> a bit of a <laughs> selfish question no. for about a year. Um, and, no, I, I didn't, which is oh. why I, I'm not a Christian anymore. No, I'm joking. I, I still believe in, in God. I, 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 that's another another question altogether. But um, I just remember some boys, welcome Boston boys and overheard them saying they're like oh yeah cousin cousin told them he wants to be an actor like oh, like as if i was just like you know trying to get the part and i was like no i really do and um i actually know some of those boys now and um i'm kind of like yeah well look, look <laughs> at me now the pudding. <laughs> yeah no so yeah that i hope that answers your question <laughs> Yeah, so it was just kind of one of those things where you were like, you know, I can't, I can't imagine being someone else. Like, this is for me. So, like, would you say, like, when, well, obviously, when you were three, you used to kind of sing about, and I feel like everyone's had a moment like that where, like, they've been younger and they've like used the hairbrush as a microphone, and they've, they've mm-hmm. I still sing in the shower to this day. That's you know not just a past thing, but <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Like, would you say it was that moment, or like, was there a particular moment after that where you thought? I mean, there has been moments. There, there was moments in our lounge room with the hairbrush and my sister, her <laughs> friend. I'm looking back now when the Whitney Houston's um, album came out. Oh, classic. Um, Mid nineties, yeah. <clears throat> Um, yeah, no, there've been, there've been too many moments like that. I mean, we used to go on family holidays and with other families and there would always be a play, which usually I would bossily direct. Um, we'd make sometimes like sets out of the pine needles in the pine forests up in the mountains. Um, we even had programs. We used to invite all the neighbor, neighboring lodges around, <laughs> or we went on our, had this share in this like, sort of crappy old houseboat. Um, there were definitely productions every time on there. I mean, it was just never ending. It's a good way to start, though. Good way to start. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, um, you know, I do. I, I am trying to move more into producing and directing now. So um, I think it has definitely always been inside me. There's this, there's this thing that wants to um, create, tell stories, um, you know, and the more meaningful, the better to me, really. Um, there's a strong, strong 
desire, which is good, but it's it's difficult, difficult to undertake. But, you know, most <laughs> things are. Exactly. It's a, life is one big mission. It's like one big puzzle. Um, no matter what yes, you're doing in life, there's always going to be stages, you know, that are difficult. But if you love something totally. that much, then I guess you've got to go for it. And right? um, exactly. And you have to listen to those voices telling you to do the sometimes what seems like the hardest thing to do but if you do follow that voice it's actually easier you know a lot of the time I, I sort of think oh my gosh this is so hard you know if I just had a normal you know eight to nine to five job but then that would you know that comes along with its own set of challenges and you know the, the grass seems greener you just ha- you really have to embrace what you can do and and go fully towards it every day and I think that's the hardest thing as an artist is keeping your own schedule um you know, and keeping it strict because we're creative mm-hmm. types. We uh, tend to fly off the handle quite easily. <laughs> I think the more creative you are, the more. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you need that, like, you need that 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 routine that you re- mm-hmm. to thrive. I, yeah. I think, um, or whatever your thing is. I mean, it might be two o'clock in the morning. That might be your thing, but <laughs> yeah. Plus, enjoy what you're doing as well. You know, a lot of people yeah, exactly. don't enjoy what they do as a job, but they do it obviously yes. for the money. Uh, it's an easier option. But yeah, like you enjoy it totally. and it's great to something you're so passionate about as well. Totally. And as much as you might enjoy something, there's always going to be those bits that you don't want to do. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Even acting. <laughs> like, I love acting, but sometimes it's really painful. <laughs> you know, <laughs> learning, you know, sometimes 15 pages or whatever, you oh, know, the night wow. before just a bit stressful it's just kind of you know you have to figure out ways to breathe and a lot of of I've had a lot of therapy put it that way (laughs) (laughs) that's good at least but yeah like nerves for auditions and stuff as well like some people get really nervous um, which is normal because nerves is always a good thing it is normal I mean even the biggest stars um do and you always have this you know and some people say you know if you're not nervous you should be worried um (laughs) But then you can't be too nervous either, of course. So it's like the right um, in between. Something you always of. struggle with, and always, I think, yeah, try and acting is also such an elusive art form, um, and something I really, really care deeply about. So it's hard. There's no formula. It's not like you do X, Y, and Z, and then you'll get, you know, you'll get B. Um, that formula doesn't work um, because <laughs> it depends you know, there's so many different factors um, affecting the way that you feel at that that moment in time. And you're you're always changing and you're always growing. So, yeah, it's a wonderful thing because you can never, you can never master it. And I Mm -hmm. think it was Stanislavski who said, you know, you aim for 100% in acting, like 100% like fully believing in what you're doing and emotional um, reality and all the rest of it but you'll never, ever get there. But it's the pursuit of mm-hmm. that um, that's valuable, you know. Yeah, that's a really good quote to you. It's really true. It's also, yeah, you can't master it. Like, there's so much to it. And like any job you've got, or, or any passion, you've got to work towards, you've got to work for it, for sure. Like, you can't just step in the shoes and be like, right, I'm going to act today. Like, you've got to actually kind of learn new things and just work towards being a better actor really there's so much to it as well yes there really is and um you know I always find it fascinating there are some people who as children can can you know as a sort of freak thing 
<laughs> can act really well, like Dakota Fanning or Macaulay Culkin or, or yeah, you know. Yeah, so um, many, yeah. Yeah, and that wasn't me. That was not me. Like, I was doing my <laughs> school play, like, you know, the, the, the cadence, like, <laughs> you know kind of like that, that was I had to go to drama school and really work hard some shit, you know and really try and I was emotionally completely numb when I got there as well I was 18 I couldn't cry I couldn't get angry um I couldn't do any any of that stuff so it it, it definitely has been a big journey for me and I, it continues to be yeah, it's crazy how much you could develop as well. Like you said, like when you're younger, yes. as it obviously it wasn't a thing for you when you're younger, like you couldn't even do emotions properly. Like when when on cue, but totally, now totally it's changed a lot. And I, I I see it as a bit of an advantage in a weird way that pe- some a lot of people think that you can just because it looks so easy. And I guess mm-hmm. the more you work at it, the easier it looks, right? Yeah. So some a lot of actors I I think sort of come to Hollywood or where, wherever and think oh if I do a few classes and I can sort of wing it you know um but <laughs> no. I think 90% of the time that is not the case and it's just so much harder than it looks um so I see that as an advantage because I feel like I cannot work <laughs> outwork people <laughs> instead um but yeah yeah it's it's a it's a weird thing because a lot of the times well I think oh I've got this and then you sort of get up and you're like oh hang on um you know, when I'm rehearsing, I'm like, okay, it's different when you're talking out loud. When you're actually when doing you're it, yeah. Moving, and now I'm coming along across this wall and that wall. <laughs> I have to kind of break through. So, yeah, I, I like to sometimes have a. Uh, that's I love theatre because you have a really nice rehearsal process. Um, but then now I've got used to TV, and I do like it because it is so quick, mm-hmm. and you have to rehearse. You rehearse pretty much one time, maybe twice. Um, or if you're having a bit of a sticky problem, then they'll know you know, they'll let you kind of play a tiny bit. But then you know, you next thing you know, they're marking, you know, doing a rehearsal for marking and putting tape on the floor, and then you have to do it exactly like that for like two hours. Um, and discovery, your discovery happens like very very quickly. Um, and so I I found that at first like very nerve wracking. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, the thing I do in the next two minutes. <laughs> is going to now be on international television forever. Um, and, you know, did I want to sit on, on the desk <laughs> at that point or did I want to crouch down? You know, what was my... <laughs> um, but then getting used to that was kind of cool because it's almost like you you don't... Ha- if you don't think too much, you just kind of go s- straight away on impulse. And then mm-hmm. um, that... I, I found that... Like I found that I mastered that quite quickly, and I, I do love that process as well now. So, and now yeah. doing films, doing films, you have a little more time. So, depending on the budget of the film, and um, <laughs> you know, it's a similar, similar feelings, just a completely different one, I guess. And also, you're only shooting a few minutes a day, whereas, you know, theatre, you're doing the whole play at once. So, yeah, yeah. So, so film and TV is more kind of to the point, and then theatre is obviously. A, a longer theatre has a longer process I remember even back when I was at school when I did drama and stuff like just rehearsing for plays it lit to be for months like non-stop and as much as I loved it you would get fed up of it because you were keep you keep you know do it non-stop and it's like oh it's this scene again it's that scene and it's to the point as well where you actually know everyone else's lines because you're rehearsing yeah. it that much <laughs> totally totally and uh it's so funny I and I never get sick of it I 
I, I, I like knowing. I like knowing the lines like the back of my hand because <laughs> then you don't have to think about that and you can just fly. The know. worry is gone, yeah. Sometimes if you don't know it that well, it, to me, for me, it can, it can really, you know, like it's like taking off and then hitting the ground and taking off, and the ground, <laughs> which is why auditions are so difficult, I find. Um, I'm good at cold reading. Um, mm -hmm. But then when you only have the script for a little bit and you, you know, you they don't know them in your body innately. Um, I find it very difficult um, to fly in those moments. Yeah, no, it's, it depends really, I think. And certain people can do different things. Um, like yeah, some people exactly. are good at monologues. Some people are good at auditions. Some people, there's always someone you're good at and not good at, or like not, not good at, but like maybe not as good that you can something no, you can work on as well yeah uh so this kind of so goes true. into the next question anyway talking about plays um so you recently did a play uh sleeping giant in edinburgh yes. which is near myself um this summer for the fringe which is i actually only believe it or not i went to the fringe for the first time this summer i've never been before and i loved it like, it was really good it was so much on and not just plays but like street acts and everything i don't know if you managed to yeah, see it's it, like, absolutely a lot of it, crazy but... isn't it i mean and i I didn't realize Fleabag was uh, started at the Fringe in 2014, mm. which is kind of cool. Um, but you know, we do. We, I have always wanted to do the festival, so it was really, really very cool. Yeah, that's I mean, something off the bucket list now. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, it really is. We were, we were like, this is so great. Um, you know, we're like, well, we've definitely done Edinburgh Fringe. Like, <laughs> we have done the damn thing because we were performing in a shipping container on the street, oh, wow. um, which we were quite shocked at at first. Um, <laughs> and it turned out to be very cool, though. They fit 73 seats in there or something. Oh, wow. And we were doing this crazy, amazing comedic thriller at, mm -hmm. at midday, though, at lunchtime. <laughs> so, I mean, you better be ready at lunchtime. To, for something know, like that scene, <laughs> my first scene i run on with you know in a hysterical hysterical fit um and i'm shaking and i have blood coming out of my nose and, <laughs> and, so, and i played five different characters oh wow um, so it was very very cool i absolutely loved it i felt so satisfied which i don't often feel by the end of the run and Aww. steve yockey wrote it and this is a brand new play by of his and he's He's so clever. It was so um, poignant, absurd, but very real as well. Yeah. Um, and his mind is an amazing place. And he's actually got a new show with Kaylee Kyoko um, called The Flight Attendant oh. coming to uh, Warner TV, um, which they are filming right now. Yeah. Oh, nice. Does he know? Was it him? Yeah, nice. Was it not him that I think I remember seeing something? Does he like uh, not write or direct or something like Supernatural? And yeah, he's one is of the producers him? and producers and writers of yeah of Scream and Supernatural. Yeah, as in like the TV show Scream is, or the movie? Uh, the TV show. And then oh, I love that. This is yeah. his new one, Flight Attendant, which hasn't come out yet, but it should be very very good. I mean, he did Supernatural and Scream, so I'm expecting big things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And The Flight Attendant's an amazing book. And Kaylee Kyoko is hysterical. So. She is good, um, yeah. And it's very dramatic, so it should be a good one. <laughs> look out for it. Should be great. Yeah, I'll have a look. What was your overall experience uh, when doing the play it here? Was, 
it was i mean i just there's something about the uk for some weird reason i've always been obsessed with british period dramas okay <laughs> i mean i've seen them all i you know i think we still have the pride and prejudice um cassette tape collection <laughs> somewhere at home i've seen it thousands of times um and so yeah i've just i've just had this kind of deep connection with that and also these various stories one is one is richard the lionheart that i'm obsessed with so you know the setting is just crazy you've got arthur's seat and all these amazing old buildings in edinburgh mm -hmm. uh that was overwhelmingly beautiful and we stayed in the new town which is just crazy um and then of course the festival which was so varied um you know i saw things at the actual festival and then walking back to the fringe was kind of amazing because it was it made the actual festival seem a little stuffy it was sort of rich old white people and then back to the fringe is <laughs> so diverse and so and i guess that's what's so cool about the fringe it's this amazing melting pot um of things and out of that you do get some absolutely stunning pieces within that you also get some really really <laughs> strange things yes. some some pretty <laughs> dodgy things um some pretty incredible stuff as well and also some we saw this um, production of Almost Maine um, by high school students from Ohio, um, mm -hmm. which was so cool. And they were so awesome. And, um, you know, some of them were really good as well. It, it was it was it was a huge, huge. It was way bigger than I ever thought it would be. Um, and everything's a venue. It's pretty cool. Um, it's really the mecca of of, of theatre, really. It was, yeah, I thought I got a real shock when I came as well. And obviously being from Scotland, you think, oh, she's been before. But no, like, that was my first time. But it never really at first, I never really thought much of it. And then uh, my mum had a spare ticket and she was like, do you want to come with me? And I was like, sure. So we went and had the best time and just saw so many amazing things. And we didn't see as much plays as we would have liked, though. But we saw like, I feel like yes. it's weird because you mentioned strange things. But there is a lot of like stuff you think you'll never see. like, And you come across yes, it and you're yes. like, what is and this? Less like, <laughs> less like straight plays. You have yeah. to really look for them. They are there. They are there. Um, but there's a lot of like musical parodies and uh, <laughs> like, yeah, a lot of amazing, amazing like circus acts. And acts. Yeah. it's quite a melting yeah. pot, but very creative and some very edgy, very cool. You know, it is it is kind of, yeah, cutting edge. And, and, and in order to create that edge, um, you basically get the whole spectrum every son and any son there was a the guy uh who was from i think he mentioned he was from new zealand or something but he came and he was like he had a big huge sword sort of things like knives and he was like uh putting them in his mouth and like doing everything with them and then oh my god it was crazy but i was like watching like wow. oh like what's gonna happen next like i'm kind of scared to watch at the same was time he on I was the intrigued. yeah uh, it was up yeah. kind of near the royal mile but yeah he was at the side but uh he was really talented as well i was like this is like really good because this is a real talent this is something not everyone's able to do so it was yeah it was really good to see as well as obviously the place that were there it was just full of everything and anything really yeah yeah There's so glad you enjoyed it uh, will you be back to scotland at all soon i hope so i don't have any um solid plans at the moment but i've always 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 wanted to work in the uk and i've always said that i want to do a period film before i die so <laughs> one of the things to do before you die <laughs> uh, yes yes hopefully a british a, a british one or a scottish one or um you know we'll see 
I would love to hear you try and attempt a Scottish accent. I mean, some people some people do it, but like I feel like sometimes I hear one and I'm like, this doesn't sound legit. Like some people are good at it, but other people it just sounds a bit too too Scottish or just a bit fake. I'm like, yeah, it's hard to do. <laughs> it's very hard to do. It's very hard to do. I just think of Kelly McDonald in Gosford Park when I do it. That's that's my <laughs> go to. Lady McKeithlin, her ladyship's mood. <laughs> that reminds me of Mrs. Dumpfire when there's like there's a scene in it and he just starts speaking Scottish, but it's like really Scottish, like yeah, to the point right. where it's yeah totally. really broad. <laughs> I mean, I would need a run up into it. I, I would just do it, which I just tried to do. But I um, you know, it's sort of like the American accent too. People always like, oh, but talk talking American. Um, or actually, very scarily over here they say. They say talk in an English accent. I mean, an American accent. Like, it's very telling. Um, yeah, there's a difference between English but, and American. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 I, I know, because they think they're the center of the universe. It's quite funny. <laughs> um, but uh, I have to have a run up into American too, you know. I, I, really? At first, I, I, at first, I start off very, very broad. <laughs> just, just a few sentences, you know, and then I kind of <laughs> settle down. I mean, for yeah. living in LA, you don't, you seem to have not, uh, you've not got any American in your accent, like, because some people that do live there, or, like, not from there, but live there, have, like, yeah. they'll have that accent well, to them, but you've not got it at all. <laughs> embarrassingly, it really sort of changes, depending on who I'm talking to. Oh. <laughs> I'd be a bit of a chameleon, either that or just a wanker. Um, Are you just a catfish, maybe? <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not actually me. Um, <laughs> who am I talking to right now <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever catfished someone but I have been catfished but that's oh another, wow <laughs> that's another story <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. yeah yeah so my accent um, is all over the body shop you know, just it's, maybe it's... chooses like you wake up one day and you're like oh I'm going to be this today or I'm going to be this <laughs> yeah pretty much Sometimes I'm like, why am I American right now? I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> I think I just, that's quite I've funny, actually. Of, I probably have an affected accent, whatever it is. I always wanted to be from somewhere else, you know what I mean? I was one of those people. <laughs> like Jesse Martin, who's on The Flash with me, showed me his yearbook once, and he goes, there's this wonderful girl with these big curls, and he said, he goes to me, that was, a, that was what was her name? That was Eliza, he says. Um it's like she was that girl at school who had an English accent but had never been to Britain, <laughs> and it's from Buffalo, New York. Like, I was, I was that girl at school. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. There, there is people like there actually is, believe it or not, people that are like that. I remember, uh, this was years ago, like 2013. We went on a school trip to Paris. Uh, I, I only went for Disneyland. Uh, let's be honest, but we went and. I don't know how this happened, but my friend came back with an, uh, well, we were there and she had an Irish accent. And I was so confused. I was like, we're in Paris. How do you have an Irish accent? And she was from Scotland <laughs> and she came with a Scottish accent and left with an Irish accent. So I was like, okay. <laughs> oh my God, that is I hysterical. think she was pretending though the whole time, but oh well. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. So from all, so you have played a lot of roles that you're recognisable in um, to a lot of people. So you've been in The Flash, you've been in Vampire Diaries, you've been in Quantico and many other things. Um, so from all the roles you've played, one of my favourites is uh, Dr Wes Maxfield uh, on The Vampire Diaries. 
Awesome. It helps. I'm also a huge, uh, huge DVD junkie as well. Absolutely love the show. Been watching Amazing. it for years. So you could say I'm obsessed if you like. <laughs> um, so how? So it's a very well-known show. Um, so how was it joining a well-known show or series like this? Like, just what was the experience? Like, how was it for you? Do you remember it clearly? Yes, I or? do very, very yeah. clearly. Actually, that's a good thing. Um, yeah. Um, Mostly because I was so excited and also so terrified at the same time. <laughs> it was, um, you know, it was such a popular show at the time I came on, beginning of season five. Um, I couldn't have been more prepared and more excited <laughs> when I <laughs> arrived finally on set in Atlanta. Um, and it was six o'clock in the morning and I was driving with Ian Summerholder and <laughs> Candace in the van and they just got back from a pu publicity event in LA and so they were really tired <laughs> I couldn't have been more energized oh and like psyched up and was trying to make conversation with these poor people in the van um, who also you know as, as actors on the show you don't really get told very much you're sort of the last person to know so also they said I could do one episode maybe if maybe six um at, at most um so they were sort of going to see how i went um mm -hmm. you know along the way so they didn't know if i was just there for the day or you know um and so you don't and you don't really get that you only get one script really um for the next episode you don't you don't know in advance um, yeah the storylines really so yeah, so I was I was being a chatty Cathy in the in the van, and <laughs> I was just kind of really tired. And then, you know, um, I, I remember doing my rehearsal, and I knew all my lines so wonderfully. And Nina just looked at me during the rehearsal. She was like, "I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it properly when we start rolling. I promise." Because <laughs> I was going full full out. And then wow. I remember saying the director and the director. I said to the director, now listen, um, I was like, I was thinking that my, my dad was human, but my mum was a vampire, um, you know, which is why, and, and she, she was really mean and I had this resentment <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what you guys are thinking or what. And he just looked at me and he was like, what? yeah, they just, they just, they just want everyone to fall in love with you. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, no, I could do that. <laughs> Um, so it was really fun. And then also, of course, it was a bit awkward on set and I didn't know what the hell was going on. I was like, you guys have been friends for a while, but, um, you know, some, there was some weird tension and I was again, trying to sort of fit in. I felt like the new kid at school. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> the newbie. <laughs> hey guys. Um, yeah, but it turned out that was the first day back and Nina and Ian had broken up, I think, oh, um, yeah. a few months before, right? And they famously had to come back on set and kiss the first day. <laughs> and I had no idea about any of this backstory. So I was like, well, you were like, what? <laughs> what is wrong with you guys? Come on. Like, um, so, yeah, the poor things. And they, they were so nice to me, though, all of them. Um, they really were. We became very close, both Nina and Ian were so nice to me and they were so wonderful with each other um and yeah we had a lot of fun and i ended up lasting like 12 episodes i think a lot more than one anyway <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> so it was it was terrifying because it was like you know it was a big chance for me a big opportunity and so 
I had an imaginary sty on my eye and all, all these like hypochondriac things happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> Refused to swim in the pool at the hotel. <laughs> like, being very careful. Very careful. Wow. And very careful to be good as well. So Yeah. And I had a ball. I just I really connected with the character and just he was so, so so mean. Um true. But he didn't think he was. And I found that I found playing with all of that very, very it really turned me on the whole thing. So yeah, it'd yeah. be fascinating, good to play. But I feel like if I was, if I like got a part on a show like that, I'd be one of those people that would come in, I'd pretend I'd never seen it, and I'd be like, oh, I don't know these people, I don't obsess over these people, I'm fine, it's cool. <laughs> and then I'd get there and I just wouldn't be able to contain my excitement either. So I feel like I'd, I'd feel the same as you. Um, so I'm guessing you'd seen it before then, like you knew what it was and you'd, you'd seen, did you actually watch the show before? Oh, abs- I absolutely knew. I mean, everyone knew it was so big. Um but um, I, I, I wasn't like an avid watcher of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I was big True Blood fan, actually. Oh, I was yeah. so obsessed with True Blood. Um, and then as soon as I got the just before I auditioned for the part, actually, I started watching it and then watched a lot of it before I started. Um, but I actually had an audition for the Vampire Diaries like two years before. Um, didn't get it. Um, who, who was, was it an for? Awkward, awkward audition. I can't even remember. It was, and they were <laughs> renovating their casting room so I did it in front of a photocopier in the kitchen <laughs> and it was very strange um and then I actually auditioned for the originals and got down to the last oh, wow. two but the part of Marcel was between me and Charles Ooh. didn't get that and then six months later um I auditioned for what is was now Dr. Wes <laughs> yeah <laughs> now known as Dr. Wes <laughs> um exactly yeah Totally, and you know, because they changed the names and everything in the audition. The audition, I had to do a lecture. I had to do the, this big lecture, which ended up being some of the lecture that he does to the girls. Oh. In season five, so it was a, yeah. Yeah, an It was a lot, and I only did it once too in the audition room. And I said, "Do you want me to do it in Australian? Do you want me to do it again?" And they were like, "No, I think that's that's it. Like we got it. Cool." And I was did like, you? "Okay." Yeah. So <laughs> I went it. home. I had two other auditions that day, and my parents were staying with me actually. And I was like, "Oh no!" Just like that's it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and that's auditions are so hard because you have to just let it go, you know. And then didn't hear anything for like two weeks. Had forgotten about it, and then my agent said, "You're pinned for it." They say they say this to you when you nearly get a job. They like mm-hmm. to say, just to tease you, they say you're fit. <laughs> <laughs> we pinned you, meaning you're very, very, very close. Um, we're not giving it to you, but we just want you to know that you're very, very, very close. <laughs> it's quite painstaking, especially when you don't end up getting it. But in this particular instance, it was <laughs> it, worked. it was a win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's, that's really good. Um, really good. And it seems like one of those shows as well. I'm not just saying this because like I love the show a lot, but like I feel like it's one of those shows, and it just to look like the fun behind the scenes. You know, it looks like it would be the tough fun on set and it just looks like one yeah. of those shows where it's, it's so natural like although it's acting you can just tell these people adore each other you know, behind the scenes like it's it's just one of those shows you know it's yeah it was super fun we all had our dressing rooms right next door to each other in this big hallway <laughs> like in this big warehouse out of Atlanta and um it was it was super fun I remember lots of it was like being a boarding school like little common common rooms and stuff you know what I mean <laughs> And all the makeup people were hilarious and wonderful southern, you know, 
Americans. They were very cool. They're also amazing at what they do as well. Like some of the makeup is yeah. so insane. And I know that yeah, I know. Uh, the veins, the veins under the eyes is like that's not really makeup. I think it's like uh, what's the word? It's like effects. Um, oh yeah, use, but effects, it's still but yeah. awesome. I would love to try it with makeup. <laughs> I know we actually had Mike. Um, what's his last name? They call him Mike the Wolf. <laughs> um, but he he did Stranger Things actually after oh, yeah. but I was and he used to work on me all the time. Yeah, very cool. Was he just a, one of the makeup artists? Yeah, he was one of the makeup artists. Mostly he would mostly do like the blood and gore. Oh, the gory bits. Yeah, that'd be really fun though. I'd enjoy that. It'd be cool. Yeah, it was really fun. I remember when I got killed um, <laughs> as well because I had all these fake guts coming out and <laughs> all the rest of it and so much blood. How did um, you die again? Did you get like did a vampire attack you? I can't even remember. Yeah, Damon Damon plunged his hand into my guts and ripped out oh, my liver. Yeah. Um nice. and they cut out a line where he looked at the liver and said, You don't drink much, do you? And then threw it aside. <laughs> and then um he threw me up into the air and I went um uh, I came came down onto like this sort of um this, you know metal slate thing um crashed down that and my guts were spilling out and then Ooh. he um and then he took a scalpel to my eyeball because i'd done the same thing to him and slid it open and then it like uh, sp- yeah. splurted in his face um and then they were like okay cool that's a wrap thanks rick like everyone's crapping you know done my thing <laughs> half a season um and then they were like oh, oh we should get you cleaned up i suppose so um they took me into the bathroom it was a pretty dodgy bathroom um <laughs> and there was an, and then they realized it was also middle of winter um and they realized oh my gosh there's no hot water and you can't oh get into God. the freezing cold what are you gonna get sick um so then it's kind of there's me with my shirt off with all this blood all over my <laughs> face all over everywhere um kind of kind of walking behind one of the ADs while they radioing people and <laughs> figuring out <laughs> what to do with me. It was so funny and bizarre. It was the middle of the night. And we were what do we like do? <laughs> stalking around from place to place, realizing there was no hot water at the next place as well. It was quite a bizarre feeling. So what did you do? What was the outcome? And it was just before Christmas, and I didn't know what oh I was going to do next either. <laughs> so it was like, here I am in the middle of the book. <laughs> George covered in guts having died <laughs> yeah and i didn't know that you know i would get right onto the flash right after that so it was kind of crazy what came your way there it was my third audition after i died on the vampire diaries was for the flash and i just happened yeah happened to get that one so it was like came your really. way <laughs> yeah um yeah it's a really really interesting experience and some interesting stories there um so out of all the roles you have played so far um could be any of them is there anyone in particular that's been your favorite to play i mean i think dr wes was so much fun for me it was it Mm -hmm. was a, a whole thing i mean um you know it was such a thrill just suddenly getting i guess catapulted onto american tv which i had come come to you know the states to to try and do mm-hmm. um not only that but with a character i was so comfortable with and just loved and i and then the writers just loved writing for me in the end so that was a really really cool creative 
experience, um, you know, commercially and creatively satisfying, I would say. <laughs> um, and then, and then, you know, the flash, I just fell in love with the story and the character and everyone on it. I don't know which one, but to be honest, they were all so different. And then by the time I did Quantico, I was so much more comfortable, um, mm -hmm. and confident as well. I think that that had its own sort of perks that experience too. And that was in Montreal, which I thought was very cool. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So so I couldn't say which one was the best, to be honest. They're all you all like yeah. them. Yeah. Um, Trying to live in the moment. <laughs> yeah. You know, and everything um, like if only this, if only that. It's you have to be happy doing what you're doing at, the, at that moment. I think. Yeah, that's true. So they all bring something, something different, and something you like in each. Like that's the thing as well. With like playing a character, like they bring out a different side to you but in a good way they've all got yes. different traits and you can exactly. really be like be a different side to to someone yeah that's that's good go that's why i like that you don't have a favorite yeah it's good that. to kind of be equal yeah um, yeah absolutely so the next one was going to be if you did have a favorite what made it your favorite um but the next question is have you found any roles that you have played challenging um, i did i found uh i found eddie thorne on the flash very challenging mm -hmm. Um, because there was a lot of fight scenes, a lot of boxing, um, <laughs> a lot of sport, sport stuff, which uh, I didn't grow up being very good at. So I had to really, um, I had to have a lot of <laughs> training. I used to have, I got the stunt guys and said, can you just train me extra, please? I need like extra <laughs> help on this or this or this. I'm new to this. Um, to make me look like an all-American cop dude. Um, <laughs> because I've never really felt like, like that character. I've never felt like popular or, um, you know, like Eddie had a really good time at high school. And he's mm -hmm. just like, always oh. rises above everything. And it's just the kindest, nicest, sweetest, most able person ever. He's, he's what I would have wanted to be in another life. <laughs> but, you know, I have <laughs> lots more different, I just have different colors, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to be him, though, at the end of the day. You got to Well, at the end of the day, it was time, definitely yeah. a big part of me. Yeah. What I, yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, so much fun being so, so lovely and so pure. Um, was especially, especially right after Dr. Wears was really, like, amazing <laughs> and very cathartic because often I find when you're playing one type of character, you sort of crave the other yeah, at the end yeah. of the spectrum. So sometimes I have to like get all the other end of the spectrum out, even if I'm just doing it on my own before I go into the other character. So <laughs> it's cool to like flip between the two because I guess like good and evil, they lie side by side, don't mm -hmm. they? The yeah. more, the deeper you go, the higher you can you can go. So they they really work with each other. Um, just just like our emotions, like life. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you're so sad and then you might burst out laughing once you've had a good cry. <laughs> it's true though, yeah. So it's quite you just similar thing, like I that. think. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's good and it's good that you got to train as well and obviously do more sporty things like you said you hadn't done before. I feel like that also links to playing a character as well because a lot of people you'll see when they're playing a character, they learn something new and they learn something not just on the side of kind of being someone else but also a physical it could be physical activity it could be music um like i interviewed someone before who said they got to actually play guitar like a character plays the guitar 
and they actually oh, learn so guitar cool. from playing that character and i just think that's really cool and awesome because you're learning something new and you might even enjoy it that much that you then want to do it in your real life which is, is really cool yeah oh my gosh absolutely and you know how wonderful to um especially when if when they give you the resources i mean that is such a privilege yeah that's true yeah to be able to do that yeah has there been anything apart from playing Eddie, like a role where you've actually took on board something like that, um, something they've like that characters enjoyed, and then you've actually got to learn it and enjoyed it yourself? Yeah, absolutely. There's been um, a number of different plays. I got to play with puppets actually in this new oh, play, cool. <laughs> um, which I'd never done before, and it's it's uh, daunting at first, and then kind of satisfying <laughs> when you realize oh i might i might actually be quite good at this <laughs> <laughs> so that's something you'd think automatically though oh i'd be good at being a puppeteer yeah or sometimes <laughs> yes yeah, so if you find out yeah find out a lot of stuff basically you find out like very quickly if you <laughs> if you have a, a talent in that area or not and if you don't then it's it's a bit of a frustrating process but ultimately rewarding like anything and mm-hmm. like anything as I learned very early on I've started playing the piano when I was seven actually so um you know practice 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 can be painstaking um but it's really the thing that um you know it's the thing that make that eventually you can fly with it it's the same thing with mm-hmm. acting I find um, you know, if, if I go over and over and over and over and over and over and over, then eventually <laughs> it looks so easy. <laughs> yeah, true. It just yeah. takes a long time to get there. Yeah. Yeah. When, but when um, like, like practice anything. makes perfect, yeah, it's really truly. When someone says to you, oh, you've got to practice, or you hear the word practice, you're like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. But that yeah. is actually literally it's the tedious. key like, to anything. You've got to do it. You can't key. just kind of do something and not, you know what I mean? Not not yes. practice or learn it's anything a towards it. It's yeah, a gateway, and yeah. it's just like success. Failure is a um, is one of the ingredients to success. So yeah, you have to do it, fail, do it, fail, do it, fail, and that process feels can feel very painful and painstaking. I know Phoebe Waller-Bridge, when she just accepted her Emmy last week, you know, both for writing and acting, the first thing she said was, "I find." acting really hard and really painful and <laughs> I find writing really hard and really painful um, because it is that process I think of, of failing um, in order yeah. to finally succeed yeah. I mean at least she was being you honest got to push 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 through <laughs> totally yeah, totally um yeah. no but there's like nothing worse than when you see an actor like it's great they love acting it's great they're amazing like you know people that are chameleons out there um on the tv and things but like it's good when you get something that's wrong that's true so like, like you say if someone's doing a speech or they're being interviewed and it's, a, it's an acting question um and they do say they're honest about it they say do you know what acting is amazing but it's also you know a long process it's got its negatives and it's good when they're just honest and you know it they is. say it it's as it's really is. helpful when they're honest it's just yeah. helpful you know even her saying that helped me because i thought okay i'm not i don't it's feel normal. completely crazy <laughs> <laughs> it's a normal thing but all feel it <laughs> yeah and that's why her writing is so good because it is so truthful it's so deeply mm-hmm. truthful and a lot of that is, is dirty messy painful and also you know the opposite of that too I mean it's also joyous so yeah yeah there's many stages and uh, many bridges to build as well but yeah it's, it's acting for you <laughs> exactly so there's a lot of people that 
even if they're young or they're older, like people go into acting at different ages of their life. Um, is there any advice you could give to someone your age, uh, roughly your age, who's looking uh, to take on acting as a career, so who's looking to start acting as of now? What would you say to them? What would your advice be? Well, I would say everyone's journey is completely different. Um, I would say it's never too late to start something. I'd say anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would also say that it has to be, you know, you have to know deep within yourself that it is the only thing you you can do um, because it is it can be very tough. You know, and I'm not saying it's not a very, it's, you know, that's not across the board. It's different for everyone. So I, I always say, like, actually, don't take advice from anyone. anyone. <laughs> don't listen to anyone else. Stick um, to your guns. <laughs> don't listen to anyone else. Listen to yourself. Listen to what you need to do. Um, because your journey is going to be different to absolutely everyone else's. Yeah. Um, and you know, the way you get there as well will be different. But um, I have this life coach and acting teacher, Bernard Hiller, who I find exceedingly inspiring. Um, And, you know, at the end of the day, if you believe that you can do it, and if Mm -hmm. you, if you run towards your goal with, and, and, and break down every single wall that comes up between you and that goal, you will do it. If you don't, then you just won't. Yeah. And it's as harsh as that, really. <laughs> it's the truth, but though, you, yeah. It's up to you, and you mm-hmm. you can do it. There's, you have two hands. Um, you know, if you don't, you have, you have what you, ha- you have, but you have <laughs> anyone can do it. If you think about it, like, you know, if you, every single day, if you, if you go hard, 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 pick up the phone, call, and don't be afraid or actually that's not true you will always be afraid but doing it feeling the fear and doing it anyway um i mean the possibilities are absolutely endless and even myself i always need i always need a boost you know i always get scared i always retreat Mm -hmm. um constantly i constantly have to remind myself to be brave be brave um make those calls make that film um you know take the extra risk in, in acting um don't don't be lazy <laughs> um get back out there all those things but they're all possible you know it's just it, our minds are often the only thing that holds us back i think yeah that's that's very true um i feel like a lot of the time taking your own advice rather than someone else's as good as it can be and as good advice as someone can have like it is a lot of the time best to take your own advice you know stick to kind of follow your heart in a way and stick to how you feel because it is especially with someone like this it is all about you at the end of the day and you've, you've yes. got to kind of take it like that I guess yeah and if you listen very carefully you already know all the answers they're all right there yeah <laughs> yeah and everything you need is right in front of you yeah so this is quite a broad question but um yeah I always, always like to ask this because I like to know I'm quite eager so who um not favourite or favourites. Um, do you have any favourite actors or actresses or more like favourites because there's just so many. Yeah, it's really hard I would, to choose one. I would probably say um, Toni Collette is my favourite actress um, because she really inspired me when I first saw Muriel's Wedding when mm-hmm. I was 12. Um, I just was so astounded by her seemingly 
to, she was so seemingly unaware of the camera. Um, she really played such a distinct character, one that didn't care, um, that only seemed to care about the art of it, really portraying this um, dowdy um, woman, Muriel, who was 21 and had a red hair and a side scrunchie and um, was probably a little bit, you know, um, was so socially awkward and stayed in her room all day listening to ABBA songs. And, um, <laughs> and then I just saw all her films, Velvet Goldmine, Emma, um, all, you know, I was so obsessed with her. So, I, and I think I, I will always have a amazing special place in my heart for her. And she's done this amazing series on Netflix recently called Wonderlust, which is, I think, absolutely amazing then she obviously played the mum in the sixth sense and got an oscar nomination oh yeah there's a scene in the car which is just insane um she really she really is a very big inspiration to me so i would definitely say tony collette definitely her yeah no that's good to hear it's good that you've got like certain films as well i feel like for me like a lot of um my favorite actors or actors would be somewhere from like there's been a big part of my childhood like it's been quite prominent so like there's films that I watched when I was younger and um like one of them would have been like the Adams family but like for me I feel like Robin Williams is probably that person um because right. every film he's been in has probably been one that's I've, I've seen in my childhood and it's been a big part and I'm like yeah it's definitely him um but I like the likes of Meryl Streep and she's great <laughs> amazing um absolutely Julia Roberts <laughs> Julia <laughs> Roberts all of those ones you know the the big names but yeah they're just there's certain films as well where like you see someone and you're like oh they're just incredible like even just in one film you're like this person is just amazing um but yeah it's it's such a big world out there and it's so hard to just choose a favorite because there's just so many out there right like absolutely yeah so last question um would be other than acting what's uh, any other hobbies that you enjoy aside like putting that aside i i really enjoy um directing and producing um i play the piano and i play tennis as well oh. i would say those are my my yeah my hobbies too Perfect, i like going yeah. to the beach actually and swimming too um i can surf out. a little bit but i need i would like to surf more yeah yeah, yeah that's quite cool yes yeah, i know that you sing because i remember well i saw you obviously but yeah i know you sing and you enjoy that and that's that's really good yes yeah, good yeah to hear. it's really good you've got other singing. things to do yeah so. that's good um but yeah that's that's all for today then thank you so much for joining me rick it's been great chatting to you oh it's um, been so good thank you cara i really appreciate it your questions are amazing <laughs> thank you thanks um i hope if you've got any other projects oh thank you yeah i hear that a lot <laughs> if you've got any other projects coming up soon um i hope they go good i hope the audition went well as well the other day but thank you yeah, thank you so thanks much again. yes have a nice you will be day seeing take me care. very soon <laughs> that's okay great. perfect okay <laughs> take, care take care now care. bye bye cheers bye four times as many people die by